0: Welcome to Forecast, the Foreshadow Podcast, seeking glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. This season, our theme is Songs of ascent, Pilgrimage and Worship, exploring the journeys we make in search of wholeness. I'm Will, and with me today is Dr. the Reverend Dr. Paul Cornelius. Uh, thanks for joining us. As, as known to me and, and my wife, uh, we call him Appa. Uh, which is, which is dad in, in, I guess, several different Indian languages. But uh, anyways, Appa, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Will, thank you. Um, good to be here with you on this podcast and I'm um, looking forward to sharing a bit, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah. So, but thank you. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this season, like I said, we've been talking about uh, pilgrimage and a journey motif. And there's just a few questions that we've essentially asked all of our guests. Before we get to that, uh, why don't you just tell the uh, listeners that we have a little bit about yourself, uh, where you are right now, maybe where uh, you've been and what you've been doing lately in life, or however far back in life you want to go. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah.
1: Well, currently, as you know, Will, um, I'm here in Pasadena in North America, in California. Uh, just re- came into the country about six months ago. Um, didn't anticipate coming here back to the mm-hmm. U.S. from when we left in 2006. Uh, but here, here we are. And uh, at the moment, I serve as the president of the William Carey International University uh, that was set up about 40 years ago. Uh, here in Pasadena. Uh, and in some ways that has been a journey, really. Uh, getting mm-hmm. to where uh, where I am today. Um uh, yeah. but um Mary I'm up to you uh joined me just yeah. about three weeks ago so it's good to to have her here and we're just moving shifting into a new place. But um really didn't anticipate coming into into back into the US um and um you know, sometimes we sit back and we wonder, you know, at at where we are today at this (laughs) stage in life. And uh, Mary was sharing with me the other day that some friends of hers back home in India were saying just at the time when Paul probably should be retiring, you know, how does he have the energy (laughs) to actually get up, leave, and find something new to do and engage with? But uh, but back home in India... um, you know, I've been involved with theological education for pretty much a lot pretty much a large part of my life. More recently, for about 14 years, till I resigned and took on this position, I was working with the Asia Theological Association, primarily in the business of accreditation, value-added services, training, capacity building, strategic planning for, for institutions across Asia and so on. Um, so, so that's been a huge part of my life in education, higher education, uh, theological education, to be more specific. Uh, mm. But even there, you know, what, what brought me into theological education really was going back to our time with Youth for Christ in Delhi. Mm. Uh, and, and, and really, at that point, was working with a group of young people more in terms of building them up in their faith and their life uh to to grow into being disciples uh of Christ primarily um, and then having the joy of seeing them blossom and flourish uh and today many of them are doing what we did with youth for christ and maybe even in better you know in in a in, a, in, in greater measure and in in a, in a better way as well and so that uh so, so i i suppose getting into seminary and theological education we, was really a part of a desire to to uh, invest in people's lives,
0: um, mm. and so um, I like how you've how you've backtracked there, kind of in stages. And so it sounds like uh, what we might get into today is sort of a, a long a long game journey or pilgrimage. If we if we run with the theme of the of the podcast for this season, and it's that yours has been one of of a long term means and ways of investing in others' lives. And that was, seems like, the, that was the impetus uh, at the beginning. How, how, how do you contribute to the, the betterment or improvement for, of, of other people's experiences and their their journeys, I guess. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, in, in some ways, even, you know,
1: going back to my own childhood and upbringing, I guess that was part of it. My dad mm. being a pastor and just engaging with community, church life, and, and so on. My dad also having directed world Vision in India as the first national director, again, that was wow. investing in people uh, in, in in communities that that had a huge need. So you I, I think mm. you see you know we, we saw that uh, probably even with with, with my folks. Uh, and and maybe that just rubbed off on us, I imagine. As we grew up too and maybe those were influences that, uh, that shaped mm. my whole perspective on on participating and giving and investing. Um, so and I see that happening here as well in this new role now uh, mm. differently but nonetheless focusing on uh, training men and women uh, for engagement or the flourishing of communities uh, wherever they are. And so I suppose that has continued even, uh, until now. So I'm excited actually where where I am now.
0: Yeah. Very consistent motif. It sounds like, well, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, since we've heard a little bit of background, I know we could, we could talk a lot about, uh, background because yes, you, like you said, you've, you've kind of been a part of a lot of different things and from a very early age in numerous places really around the world. And, um, I would definitely encourage listeners to uh, if you're open to it we'll be sure to share information down the way but to to look you up online and I'm sure William Carey has a a website where you have some sort of profile that's up and people can read more about some of the not just your accolades but (laughs) you know uh, but things that you know you've been a part of and done and um, there are some other cool links I know too through other channels, probably where they could read about some of your family legacy that you kind of helped to uh, perpetuate and mold and shift and change and edit and, and adapt, which is I'm sure something we'll we'll get into a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so to, I guess to my next question is, uh, it can be something specific, I suppose, or we can we can reflect maybe a little bit about this long sort of overarching. Uh, journey that you've been on. But how do you understand, uh, how would you define, I guess, those those ideas of journey or pilgrimage as they relate to your life specifically, but maybe in a, in a generic sense, since you're a theological educator, um, what is your understanding or, of, of those things? And are they important or what, what do they do? How do, we, how do we engage with those things? How have you come to uh, think about these ideas or these practices?
1: interestingly um I remember some years ago so when I was at fuller seminary working on my doctorate uh, I remember reading Andrew walls's book uh, and he talks about Christianity the his you know just through um, global Christianity in some ways but but he goes back in, in in one of his chapters he talks about the pilgrim principle and I like that mm. because uh it does as much as there is a you know, a setting or, or a deepening of roots in, and we wish it would happen more often. At least I I wished it. You know, we could have set roots somewhere uh, a little more mm-hmm. permanently. Uh, and yet, there is a beauty to being that pilgrim. Uh, in terms of, there's always something new that you're looking at, mm. Uh, mm. and and it's not it's not that you've settled in. To one place for the long haul, and then you get comfortable with you know with what you're doing and where you are. Uh, mm. And and so as much as you know, sometimes I say I wish I could just settle down somewhere. Mm. Uh, the pilgrim principle, I guess, for me from a faith perspective, is part of what we are called to. Uh, mm. And 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 that seems to have been the theme. Now I know it can actually. I think it takes its toll, though, on those mm. who are near and dear to us, family especially, right around immediate family. It can take its toll, uh, and yet there's always that sense of excitement about getting into something different and new. And so I said, and and mm. I, you know, again, in 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 our own life, growing up, I imagine that's how I also saw our family, because as a little mm. kid, my dad moved to Calcutta. <laughs> And then from Calcutta in, in the northeast of India, then down to South India to Chennai. And then from Chennai, we moved up back to North India where that took up a pastorate. And so I'm guessing right from an early age, that, that whole, so the motif of pilgrim, but always on the move, that, nice. that part of it seems to have been part of uh, my life. The perpetual pilgrim, but almost like a perpetual pilgrim, more so than any of my other siblings. Uh, it's Interesting. Sort of, it's sort of uh, there with me. Uh, it's not been easy. It's been a journey. It's been it's been a growing experience. I mean, I think every move has its own uh, challenges, but yeah. every move also has its opportunities, and you continue to grow into that. Uh, so, in some ways. It, it's characteristic of life, generally, I think, because for me, you know, you you look at life as a journey. At the end of the day, uh, yeah, whether you're settled and taking roots or not, or you're or you're perpetually on the move, uh, but but it you know it just speaks to me of life in its in in, in in the fullest sense that it is a journey. I mean, there's that there's almost a transient nature to it. Uh, yeah, that yeah. that you you. You know, you sort of uh, uh, begin to pick up, um, and so in some ways, yeah, I think yeah. that's really been characteristic of. So that's maybe how I understand journey and pilgrimage. Um, you you feel you've attained, and then there's always something more. If you wish. Wow. Uh, when will this end? I don't know, uh, hmm. but but for the moment, that's where I am. Uh, yeah. And so yes. Uh, so, yes, I, I love the journey. I, I think experiencing the journey is part of it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's taking time to understand where you are, what's going on, uh, where you might be headed. Um
0: and you mean that in a very literal sense. Yes. I mean, I think it's just you, you literally are talking about being in different places with different people, also, yes. different environments, different cultures, all these things. The, the journey is not just uh, metaphorical in the no. sense. It is quite, literally. quite literal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: and I, I suppose it's a bit of both, isn't it? Uh, yeah. In yeah, the sense of where you're headed is is born out of your experiences as well. Uh, mm hmm. You know the the good, the bad, the ups, the downs. Uh, you enjoy the beauty. You see the ugliness. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I I suppose though in the midst of it, you understand and you look at people and you and and you say, hey, everybody is on a journey, you know, uh, one way or the other. Yeah. We're all on a journey. Uh, and yeah. and you and you look at life through that lens. Uh, it it sort of, it, it gives you a different perspective on uh, on, on where you are, and, you know, I'm reminded of sitting in a train in India, and looking at the landscape change, you know, so if you're going from North India down to South India, the landscape mm-hmm. changes, you know, and that's how we travel all the time. Uh, and mm-hmm. and you, you go through barrenness, you go through lush vegetation, I mean, there's a host of things, you go through different colors. Uh, different, again, literally cultures and you know, yeah. you've been in India, you know what that looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the difficulties, the, each train station has its own <laughs> own <laughs> own flavor if you wish. Um, and so yeah. you you begin to uh, appreciate life then in as part of that journey in, in all its different flavors, people, customs, religions, I mean, name it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you begin to look at it differently and and i think maybe i'm at the point now where i'm more appreciative of just the diversity that exists mm. in uh, in there was a time i might have kicked back against coming from my own background you know mm. um, and, and and just that maybe a very closed rigid evangelical background if you wish but, mm. but i think now i there's a lot more openness just because you see the beauty in life as you journey.
0: That's awesome. I, I, I'm getting I, the image I keep getting is sort of things growing on a vertical and horizontal axis, if you will, or moving. Uh, I think of it of like a tree as being something that sort of like is constantly journeying, you know, or growing and in, in upward. It, it it roots, it stays in one place and it does that thing. And some people have tree experiences. And then I think of like something like a, like a sailboat that like, sort of drifts and catches wind and moves across the ocean. It really never gets to plant down but it covers a lot of ground and it's sort of fixed into the into the, the body of water. That might be a, a crude visualization of what you're talking about but that you've had sort of some moments to sort of pop down and root but that you've also maybe more indicative of your journey has been the sailboat sort of getting take catching wind and, and going where the wind blows and then and then doing what you can in those spaces. There's a couple of things that came up that that really kind of I, struck me as as you were talking, and we won't have time to fully uh, jump into all of that. But I love I love this idea of in your own journey and your your pilgrimage of this growth toward an appreciation of diversity not not a not a narrowing but a broadening that has happened as you've gone place to place, which um, seems to me uh, the, the the a correct. I don't know, correct, maybe it's the wrong word, but a, a good disposition for a pilgrim to have, to have an openness to experiences and and to anticipate learning or encountering something different and new that is transformative in some ways, whether it's something you adopt or ingestfully, fully, uh, but it's not something that you always are sort of resisting or, or pushing away, but you have some sort of necessary engagement because you showed up at a new place or because you went... Um, you did so with your, with your eyes open, I guess, and your ears open and maybe your hands open. Um, that that's, that that's been something that has, I guess, evolved along, along your, your own journey is, is, is cool to hear. Um,
1: yeah. Um, I, I think it has to do with several things. One is openness for sure. I mean, and you, I can't say that I've always approached everything with openness. You know? Um mm-hmm. That probably would, would be pushing it far. Um, but I think what's, what's been key for me along the way uh, has to, you know, is to have people speak into and ch- well let, let me put it this way, challenge me on assumptions. Uh, mm. Some of those challenges have come from within my own family, my own kids. Uh, mm. you know mm. whether it's whether it's Abby, Abby Yash or Nathan. I mean, you know, mm. you guys. You know, just pushing back, challenging um, and, and, and testing me in, in, in areas that, that I needed to be tested in. Um, so it's one is immediate family, close friends, accountability friends, partners who push you and challenge you to, to think beyond. So, yes, as much as there's openness, uh, I think it's also I think there's also that accompanying push factor from different people, uh, those who journey with you. And I think that's,
0: yeah, that that's critical. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I yeah, think that's yeah. critical for for how you grow. You know, even even I'm Mary. You know, there are different mm-hmm. ways you get challenged uh, to think yeah. about faith, yeah. to think about ministry the way we've understood it, Ministry, ministry, sure. uh, church. So, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually glad for 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 everyone who's challenged me to think differently as well.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a great transition actually too, because that was sort of my, my other second real uh, my second question that, that emerged from what you were saying a moment ago is is that it came up pretty quickly, but I think it's it's important and again, we won't have time to fully dive down this path. but you did mention journey and pilgrimage can some, we've talked about this in other episodes, it's the sort of individual thing. like you you have an, uh, some sort of sense of awakening or desire. To pursue a, a way of being in the world or to take a journey or to go on pilgrimage or whatever it is and you feel some whether it's burden calling whatever we want to call it to do a thing a certain way when you when you have um people who are either dependent upon you or are with you and collaborators like you said um how how has that been negotiating when there's been discrepancies or or when there's been tremendous harmony i guess for lack of a better term uh, what what's that like? Or where do you see where do you see growth? Or how how would you encourage people who are you know wanting to embark on some sort of you know whether very specific time stamped, distance stamped pilgrimage, or that they're on this sort of journey as in on a perpetual pilgrim, as we sort of suggested earlier, where things are constantly in flux and and shifting, um, but they have a, a partner of some sort or a family or whatever the case is, collaborators. How do you? How have you sort of mitigated or balanced uh, life and and communicated in that in w- with those people who are along for the ride or not? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, that's a you know a great question. Well, and 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 that's the tough part, really. I think because uh, mm-hmm. you'd like to see everybody, it, it, and 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 I think part of it is as a as a pilgrim and on a journey. You know, there's this sort of an you you have a sense of a vision. Let me put it that yeah. way. Sure. Um, it's not necessarily that everybody will buy into that. Mm-hmm. Even your own family. Uh, sure. Mother, sure. You no. Know, and you can't expect them immediately. Um, and, and uh, you know, sometimes you're on the danger then of, of pressing on without necessarily doing the legwork that you need to do in preparation and, mm-hmm. you know, conversations and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and, and maybe that is when you get challenged the most as you as you launch and as you press into something because you sense this vision of, of some sort of, you know, uh, this epiphany that you get of, of something that you need to be reaching for. And sometimes it's not all that clear. Uh, and it gets clearer maybe later down the road. Uh, and, again, that's, again, you know, you you, you alluded to to the sailboat uh, you really don't, you know, the sailboat takes off. Thankfully, there's integrity in terms of how it's built, and you know, its engine and it's running well. And so, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of dependency on that, even as you catch the wind and you launch. But then you really don't know. I mean, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> I, you certainly can't see where you you're going. See,
1: you know, like you yeah. can only see so far in the horizon. You right. really don't know what's beyond right. that, but you know you're headed somewhere. But yeah. Uh, uh, but so that, that's really been, I think, in in many cases, that's maybe I'm at a point now where I want to take into full account those who are accompanying me on that journey. Mm, um, mm.
0: And, maybe that's a big point of growth, yes, I guess.
1: Uh, and it might be a little late in life, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather get it straight at least once, if not all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and And you're right, you know sometimes they're willing collaborators and sometimes they aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know kids can you know get pulled into something uh, kicking sure. and screaming, but they're there because at the end of the day they may be dependent on us at a certain yeah. point of life. you know uh, it's only as they grow and find their own feet then they begin to push back, challenge you, and then you sit back and say, "Hey, you know what, maybe I need to listen to them." You know, Mm. they're they're saying something out of their own experience of being pulled into this journey. Uh, Yeah. And so, what do I learn actually from from them? Uh, And and so, so that's been a huge growing experience for me. Uh, More so in the last five or ten years, I think. Mm. Uh, Mm. And 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 I think you know, as you get on, as you're on this journey, one of the things we've maybe our biggest mistake is we assume everybody is on that with us
0: mm.
1: and that may be a flawed assumption um, and, and maybe for some of us guys more often than not it is a flawed assumption mm. that everybody's on board um, and and so you know you, you it, it applies not just with our family but you know if you're leading an organization or if you're leading a sure. movement uh, you know what's the type of legwork you really need to do, because right. even organizations and movements are on their own journey. In sure, of course. And so, how do you how do you actually get everybody on board? How do you put in the hours, uh, you know, the conversations, the dialogues, uh, the discussions, the debates? Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, pretty sure we we we'll make
0: mistakes. But yeah. you want to mitigate yeah.
1: that as much as you can.
0: Wow, that's good. Well, I, I think we can leave that one there. Um, kind of a, a sort of a wrap-up question is: What are some things in all of this? What are some things that have that have been there to sustain you? Uh, whether that's people, but what sort of what sort of texts, if you will, and you can just, I, I kind of say this all the time, but treat text in the very sure. broad sense, you know, as as any sort of thing that you encounter and, and, and speaks to you. Um, uh, what, what are those things that have, that have helped you or challenged you? Like you said, specifically, maybe along this journey that you've been on and and in your different manifestations of pilgrimage towards different places and peoples and whatnot.
1: Well, clearly people for one, Mm -hmm. you know, again, just going back to family, close friends, um, Kicking and screaming, they might have been, but you know, at the end of the day, they have pulled together with you uh, and have sought mm. to to go with you to journey with you. And I think you know, I that that again is so key. Um, you know, I think of Amma and the support she's been all these years, and, and it's hard mm. to imagine with all the movements. You know, we were just saying this is maybe our 18th home in, 30, wow. in 33 years. And that is wow. big, if you think about yeah. it from you know, a, you know your wife, your partner, who's got to journey with you through these homes and relocating. I mean, that's huge. So you would, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Clearly, mm-hmm. there is no doubt about that. Um, and then kids, you know, all of you guys along the way. I mean, you all have been tremendous, uh, and and that's that's something that. You know, I—that's obviously again key to to journey and and um, and make you know—and that's part of the experience. Uh, text, you know, I mean, obviously that you know, for me, uh, um, without you know, it, it goes without saying that the scripture, the Bible, for me, has been a huge anchor in many in many of you know in much of the journey for me. Um, um. But again, there for me, it's. A, it's not so much in terms of of scripture as much as it is a frame of reference that I find in Christ. Mm. And that to me is, is more than, than, you know, everything else. Uh, And it's, it it almost seemed to me that seems to me that I can't go wrong. If I've, if I've got my eyes focused, if my frame Mm. of reference is, is spot on. And I lose that Mm. at times, but it's, it's like needing to come up with this breath of fresh air every once in a while and refocus and sure. say, hey, this is this is what. So, so that for me has been a mainstay. Sure. More recently, I've been reading a book. It's called How to Lead When You Do Not Know Where You're Going. <laughs> cool. And uh, it's in, in, in the, sub, the, sub, the subtitle on that is Leading in the Liminal Season. Mm. Uh, and it's by a, this this lady called Susan Beaumont, uh, and she's she's you know she's done lots of research. She's worked with churches, organizations, and she's she's she writes out of that, um, and that's been a key book that has given me guidance these last few months uh, mm. as I've taken up this new role uh, with, sure. with the university, uh, and that really spoke to me uh, volumes. Mm. The title first. And then, actually, you know, as she as she begins to enumerate her experiences and the learnings that she's she's had with working with churches, especially organizations, churches going through transitionary periods. Sure. Um, and and in some ways, life is full of liminality. Oh yeah. There's so much of transience that you go through, uh, but then just. Asking those questions, you know, how do you function from a place of authenticity, your authentic self? Mm. What is your authentic self? Uh, You know, and and, and functioning out of that in a period of liminality. uh, How do you tend to a soul of an institution during this period of transition? Which means what is the soul of of an institution? Uh, Mm. How do you tend to people who are also at this period of liminality? How do you, mm. you tend to people? How do you tend to the institution? Uh, but all of that functioning out of who you are authentically. Uh, mm. So, you know, um, so really getting rid of ego, if you wish. Mm. Uh, taking the posture of being a learner, a listener. Mm. Uh, those are all critical in this period of, of transition. And so I, I suppose I continue to learn that through life, and maybe in many ways that's what it's been for me trying mm. to listen trying yeah. to learn uh, as you navigate uh, those those seasons of, of liminality that constantly crop up in life
0: yeah absolutely I, I know you to be uh, uh, somewhat of a musician as well I, I don't know if those are those kinds of opportunities are more than just cathartic but that maybe uh, they are they do something uh, beyond that uh, or provide oh. some sort of fuel or, or source if it's listening to something or or playing something um, yeah uh, maybe you say I don't know if there's something you want to say on that or if that's just enough. Well, thanks for bringing that up. in fact true, true.
1: again, you know I haven't been playing much in recent years and, and months, but I've been listening to a lot of them a lot of, mm. a lot of music and I think I'm at really at this point in life, I mean, you know, growing up with all types of music with classic rock, mm-hmm. I mean you know you you name it, you had contemporary gospel music and and all of that, um i I think the music that really keeps me grounded now is just soft, quiet mm-hmm. music that helps me to meditate, that helps me quiet sure. myself. and I think that's really where I've gotten to in the last few years. It's mm. just uh, music that that tends to 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 just speak into your soul uh, deeply sure. that uh, that allows for restoration healing rejuvenation I mean name it what you will but that that brings for a certain amount of groundedness and, and wholeness
0: and it sounds like that's something you seek out that oh, you are intentional absolutely. about finding and then sort of self curating for the purposes of of, su- yeah. of being Absolutely. a sustaining source. Yeah. That's awesome. And I I, I, th- I suppose
1: it's also the whole... I mean, I remember Yasha talking to me once about
0: mindfulness.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're of really, course. You really think about being mindful about who you are, where you are, what things around you, and so on. And that's something I've tried to do, actually, in the last year. Yeah. I mean, just take time. Making sure that mindfulness doesn't border on selfishness. Um, part yeah. of our journey is engaging people it's not just of course it's about investing in people and being participatory in in life Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: but doing it as the best version of yourself i guess like you're saying yeah just the
1: best authentic version of yourself
0: right right yeah well that's great um i i i think we've we've covered a lot of ground there and i think that there's lots to chew on uh, before we wrap up this episode, is there uh, anything else that maybe we we forgot to mention or left on the table that is worth uh, addressing, or if there's anything that you want listeners to be aware of or check out, uh, or if you're doing any online recruiting right now for <laughs> college, uh, this would be this would be a place to plug. Sure. Uh, but yeah, anything else you wanted to share? Well, couple of things. I was reminded of the song
1: by Petra that talks about there is a road inside of you, the road to Zion, in fact. Uh, mm. and, and that's a song I love to, to, to sing. So well, if anybody wants to go check it out, go check out the road to Zion by Petra. But... Now you know how old I am.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: but no, you know, one of the things that really excites me about being at the university and, I'm, and I'll wrap up with this uh, coming from theological education in Asia and understanding all of what happened, I, what, what's been happening, um, I think I was at a point of frustration with traditional training or mm. ministry or for missions or for church, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think there was a sense of frustration that had crept in because there just seemed to be a lack of engagement and lack of relevance. Between what happened in the classroom and in the realities that people, you know, the lived realities of communities and people. Um, and so coming to WCIU, William Kerr International University, the first thing, you know, that grabbed my attention as I began to study um, the university as they approached me to see if I would apply to be the president was that, you know, the vision is directed towards the flourishing of communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and training women and men in that area, you know, to be leaders uh, for flourishing of communities. So we've got students from Africa, from Asia, all engaged in community, uh, living mm-hmm. in the midst of community, working with the oppressed, working with the exploited. And to me, that—that that for me is where uh, you know the the truest gospel is expressed, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. It's it's the presence of Christ in these communities that makes the difference, and and I think that's mm. really what grabbed my attention. So hey, if you're looking for a place where there's some relevant training, yes, you <laughs> come to WCIU. But more than that, just look, <laughs> but more than that, just go to the website and see what's happening. I mean, there's,
0: yeah,
1: uh, there's there's interviews with women, uh, there's interviews with people on the ground. I mean, there's, there's some great great. Uh, things that are happening. So I'm excited, actually, to be a part of this journey.
0: Cool. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Appa. I appreciate you being on this episode and for sharing all that you did. And with that, listeners, if you enjoyed our conversation, let us know by leaving a review, emailing us at foreshadowmagazine at gmail.com or connecting on various social media platforms. You can also visit ForeshadowMagazine.com to read new writings and listen to other conversations. There, you can sign up for a free newsletter sharing new work every week. Thanks for listening. That's the forecast for today.